0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: So today we are going to talk about a topic that is on a lot of listeners' minds, and uh, today we are talking about: Can you afford to retire? big question. (laughs) It is a big question. It gets bigger
0: the older you get.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The thing about being able to afford to retire is that it's not just about money. And so when it comes down to retirement planning, there's really a handful of strategies that you want to put into place. So let me start by saying, though, that we have some really exciting news. Um, I am very honored to be able to share with everyone that on July 7th, I actually had a book published. All right. <laughs> July 7th. And
0: published, where where do we find this, Mary?
1: So the book that I wrote is called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. And um, it's a book for everybody who's contemplating retirement. You can find the book on Amazon. Oh, um, you can uh, find the book through our website, strokefinancialservices dot com. And um, in fact, the first ten callers that call us, we will uh, be happy to send you a free digital copy of that book. Oh, wonderful! So, if that's something that you'd like to read up on, we'd love to share that with you. Anyway, the whole thing about retirement is that there's there's more than one piece to retirement that you have to figure out before you can put that into place. So being able to afford to retire comes down to a few key areas. You obviously have to have some money. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be very helpful. It is kind of all about the Benjamins. (laughs) And you also want to make sure you have funds in place to take care of your health related issues. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about what can come up with that and what to think about with your health related issues today. And then there's always going to be some levels of risk that come in with retirement. So we'll chit chat a little bit today about what kind of risks are out there that you want to protect against? Mm-hmm. And the last thing is making sure that whatever money you don't spend in retirement gets to the people you want it to get to. Okay. So, Amy, when you think about retirement, what, what are some of the main things that come to your mind? Um, I You know, it sounds silly, but I wonder, what am I going to do with my time? That Absolutely. would be a big one. I yeah. remember
0: when my mom retired. um I really started to see some memory loss because she wasn't really challenging herself. Sure, yeah, a hobby—I don't know, you know what? Do you know spending money on things that you'd like to do are very different when you're retired because there's potentially uh, income is not coming in anymore and. I guess it'd be an opportunity to have income come in.
1: Yeah, that would be one way to look mm-hmm. at it. So the thing about not knowing what to do with your time is a really big issue for people that are contemplating retirement. And so there's, um, there's something that I call the money philosophy. Okay. And the money philosophy is figuring out what your money philosophy is is really going to help you figure out if you're emotionally ready to retire. Okay. So you can have all of the money part lined up. You can have all of the health part lined up. But if you don't have the emotional side of retirement lined up, then oftentimes the whole thing doesn't quite gel. Oh, I could (laughs) see that. So what's a money philosophy? A money philosophy really is all about what you want your money to create for you in your life. So the people... The experiences, the things that matter to you, those are the pieces of a money philosophy that you really want to spend some time thinking about. Okay. So when you're trying to figure out if you're emotionally ready, the, the way to kind of guide yourself into figuring out what your money philosophy is, is to ask yourself a couple of different questions. Okay. So first of all, if you had all the money that you ever needed or wanted, mm-hmm. what would you do? What would you spend time doing? Boy, uh,
0: um, well, for me personally, Mm -hmm. traveling. Traveling. That's a big one that I hear a lot from people.
1: If money was no object, I think we'd all travel the world in style. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do it while you can. (laughs) Exactly. And so one of the things that that question says to me when I'm looking at retirement with people is, during maybe the first 10 years or so of retirement, when people are the most active, they're the most energetic, they're generally the most healthy, so they mm-hmm. have the ability to go do the most things, it's nice to bulk up the amount of money that you're planning to spend in the first 10 years oh. so that you can go do things like travel. And then in your later years, when maybe you're not as energetic or not healthy enough to travel, you don't need as much money planned for in that time. That makes sense. Perfect sense. So the, so what we just did was tied your money philosophy and experience of travel. That's important to you. Yes. We've tied it to your retirement plan by saying oh. we need to allocate money during a period of time in retirement okay. to satisfy that goal. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. <laughs> so another thing that you can think about with your money philosophy is what was money like for you when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, For me, I I don't remember. um, It was pretty easy. Money was pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I usually find is that when money was kind of easy for kids mm-hmm. when they were growing up, if they didn't feel like they had nothing or mm-hmm. if they felt like maybe money wasn't even on their mind as mm-hmm. a child, then most people like that are a little bit more comfortable with the money side of things in oh, retirement. Sure. They may be a little less worried about money running out mm-hmm. because they've never had That scarcity mentality. Sure, sure. Conversely, though, if there's people who um, grew up very poor, people Mm -hmm. who grew up feeling very strapped, a lot of times retirement is harder for them to uh, pull the trigger on because they're afraid that they're going to run out because they remember what that feeling is like. Right, right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Kind of like the idea that maybe there's never going to be enough steaks in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. So a money philosophy is really about how you want to use the money you have to create the life that you want to live. Okay. And my money philosophy, personally, is that money buys you choices. Okay. And so if you have a very limited amount of money, then your choices of what you can do in your life might be a little bit more limited. Yeah, logical. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you have plenty of money and you set things up in a smart way for yourself, you can use the money mm-hmm. to fund the experiences. Sure. Sure. The buy the things and spend time with the people that matter to you. Okay, so figuring out your money philosophy is really kind of step one to getting emotionally ready to retire. So it's kind of a confidence, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. So the next thing I want to talk about though is getting ready to retire from a health related perspective. Okay, so there's Two kind of things from a health-related perspective that I want to talk about today. Number one is how health insurance works when you're retired. All right. And number two, just a couple of things that I think you should think about for maybe the long-term type of health care issues. All right. So here's the deal. When somebody retires, um, if you retire before you're 65, you might end up with what's called a gap time. Okay. Okay, And that means the gap between when the insurance that you have with your company runs out before Medicare can start. Mm -hmm. Now, Medicare is very confusing for a lot of people. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Even people who are on it are often confused by it. So the deal is, first of all, if you're going to retire early, which I hope everybody has the opportunity (laughs) to do, but you're going to need to fill that gap time with some insurance. So there's a couple different ways to do it. Number right. one, you can inquire as to whether you could stay on your employer plan. And some employer plans let you stay on that for nine months after you've left work. Okay. And some let you stay on it for up to 18 months. All right, It depends on the size of your company oh, and sure. the type of health care coverage that they have. If you need to get individual coverage then, then you would end up having to buy a policy on your own. Can you hazard a guess, Amy, as to how much an individual policy might cost these days. Oh Mary, I would have no idea. Can you give me a, a hint? <laughs> yeah. You would be looking at a ballpark of probably anywhere between seven hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month. Oh wow. Versus for a single versus a family. Okay. Maybe a single versus, you know, you and your spouse. So okay. that the cost of health insurance can be astronomical. And that's definitely something you have to budget when you're thinking about what to do in retirement and when to pull that retirement trigger. But the good thing that is happening now for people approaching retirement who want to retire early is that the way that the Affordable Care Act restructured health insurance, it allows anybody to go get coverage even if they have a pre existing condition oh, where they have a health issue. Okay. Oh. It used right. to be that you couldn't do that. It used right. to be that if you had a health problem, <clears throat> you pretty much yep. were out of luck. Yep. And so you either had to work till you were 65 or you were going to have trouble. So the the, the one and and maybe the only thing that I like about the Affordable Care Act is that it did take away that pre-existing condition issue. So people who want to retire early can get health care coverage no matter what their health issue is.
0: I never thought about that with regards to early retirement.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be great coverage. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be cheap coverage. I'm just saying you can get coverage. (laughs) And then when you get to Medicare age, when you're 65, you need to turn on your Part A. So most people need to turn on Part A right at 65. Whether you retire or not, you want to turn on your Part A at 65. And Part A is the hospital coverage. And the government pays for Part A. You don't have to pay anything for that. Oh, all right. Then Part B is the doctor coverage, and you turn on the Part B when you don't have any other coverage that you're like from your employer.: Sure, OK. okay. Part B is going to run maybe 125-ish dollars a month, and sometimes they can even take that right out of your social Security. Oh, all right, it's kind of neat. And then um, Part D is your drug coverage. Your drug coverage can run anywhere from five to $500 because that just depends on what kind of prescriptions you're taking. All right. And the best way for anybody who's listening to this to figure out what to do on your Part D is to talk to an insurance agent who deals with Part D and give them the list of the medications that you're using. And then they ha- there's computer programs out there that can help figure out which type of plan to use that's going to be the most effective for your particular drugs. All right. So, um, and then people need a Medicare supplement program. So a Medicare supplement program is a private policy that you buy yourself, and it's designed to kind of pick up the cost of what Medicare didn't cover. Mm. So you can compare and contrast those, but the thing that most people don't know is like the most popular plan that Medicare supplements have is the F plan, F like in Frank, and every company's F plan is exactly the same. It's a federal mandate that the plans cover the same things, but then the companies add some bells and whistles that are a little bit unique to each other, or to each one. And the Medicare supplement can run anywhere from like $125 to $150 a month, too. So from the health perspective, when you're preparing for retirement, just make sure that you line up what your health insurance is going to be up until you're 65. And then if you're retiring post-65 or once you get there, you need to have Medicare Part A and B, And D, so A, B, and D, and a Medicare supplement. All right now I will also tell you that if you didn't catch all of that you can find <laughs> that in chapter 4 of my new book <laughs> so check it out on our com website or you can go to Amazon and Google Mary Stirk, and you'll find the book and uh, you can download that we'll have print copies available limited print in the fall and then next spring this will be in about 97% of bookstores across the country that's so exciting it really is <laughs> oh. and again the first 10 people who call in we would be delighted to send you a free digital copy of the book that you can read so give us a call 605-217-3555 or 866-800-2186 and uh, we'll get you a copy of that book then you'll know if you're going to be ready to pull that retirement (laughs) trigger so um Even sometimes when the money lines up in retirement that you can retire, it still is a decision based on whether you're emotionally ready to retire or not. And there's no one size fits all with this. Oh, absolutely. I never thought about that side of it, Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that that's a really important thing for people to dig into in their own lives is to whether or not that this is what they actually want to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are going to do it, there's a few things that need to line up on the my, the financial side in order to be able to do that. Well, and I never thought about the fact
0: that maybe one of you wants to retire,
1: but the other doesn't. That's right. It's not always common ground. It's not. In fact, no. I think. Most people who are married and are listening are pretty sure that you and your spouse are not on the same page financially (laughs) in all issues, right? (laughs) I don't know too many spouses who are. (laughs) But, all right, so from a financial perspective, um, here's one I think that you need to be considering to make sure lines up. You need to be aware of what your expenses are going to be in retirement, and you need to be aware of what your incomes are going to be aware of retirement, Okay. In the book, I talk about a strategy called a fixed with fixed strategy right. that is kind of an easy way for people to understand whether mm-hmm. the money's going to line up or not. If you have fixed expenses, like your water bill, your electric bill, your phone bill, things that happen the same way pretty much every month, mm-hmm. those are your fixed expenses. And if you have enough fixed income, like income from Social Security or pensions or annuities or CDs or things like that, if you have enough fixed income that's coming in to cover your fixed expenses, you're a pretty good way along the way of having your retirement planning you know, sure. lined up for you. So the fixed with fixed strategy is just making sure that fixed income can pay fixed expenses. And then it's a great idea to also have a liquid pool of investments. And you use that liquid pool to cover your variable expenses. So, for instance, you talked earlier about travel. Sure. And travel might not be something that happens every year. And travel isn't something that you spend the same amount on every month. So you could use your liquid pool of investments to fund that travel. And you can use your liquid pool of investments to fund the things that don't happen every month or they're oddities or when a new car needs to be purchased Mm -hmm. or things like that. So you want to have some fixed income things, paying your fixed bills. You want to have liquid investments to cover your variable expenses. And if you can line those things up in a strong way, then the money side of retirement is going to start to look like it's aligning with the life that you want to live. Okay. Okay. So um, we actually have a a document on our website called the Strategic Retirement Toolkit, and it includes a budget, which I know is a horrible word, (laughs) but it includes a budget where you can kind of map out what those fixed and variable expenses are and what your income sources are. And you're going to be able to see right on there if you have a gap. And then if you have a gap, we can talk about what's the best way to fill that gap. Okay. Okay, so a couple other things I want to touch on real quick today. Number one, when it comes to risk in retirement, you still want to be covering your risk, okay? Mm -hmm. So you still need to make sure you have your insurance programs in place, like your auto insurance, your homeowner's insurance. Um, But you need to evaluate in retirement whether you still need the life insurance that you might have or if maybe you need to add some. All right. And everybody's situation is different, but evaluating your life insurance is part of a good retirement plan. The other thing is that a lot of people have carried disability insurance. And um, sometimes they don't realize that they can cancel that once they do pull that retirement trigger. And what they don't realize is that if they're not working and creating an income and then they became disabled, the policy won't necessarily pay anything out because they didn't have an income when they became disabled. So you might be paying for a policy that actually isn't going to give you anything anymore, in which case, why would you pay for that if you're done with your earning um, potential? Okay. Okay. So look at your insurances, look at your risk. Look, that's again where like the nursing home insurance comes in, looking at that, deciding if that should be part of your plan. And then... The last thing I want to touch on is when you're looking at can you afford to retire is let's say you do a good job and let's say that you have plenty and you get to the point where you're at the end of your life and you still have enough. You still have money there. You really want to make sure it gets to the people that you want it to get to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because if you don't decide, the state that you live in is going to decide. And there's probably no way
0: of, you know, you don't know what you're going to end up with until you're there. Exactly. There's a lot
1: of gray area because you can't predict the yes. future. And you don't know when that time period is going to be because you don't know how long you're going to live. So making sure you have a will in place, making sure you have a financial power of attorney and a health care power of attorney in place is really important to protect the legacy that you have left at the end of your retirement. So we are all going to die, I guess. Apparently, sometime. (laughs) Nothing we can do about that. We can just make sure that your money lines you up until then. (laughs) So, all right. Well, again, I I hope that um, this has given people some good things to think about, about whether or not they can afford to retire. And if you're really ready to dig into your retirement planning, then go out to Amazon or hit our website at stirkfinancialservices.com and take a look at this new book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. The first 10 callers uh, will be eligible to get a free digital copy of this. And before uh, we close today, I also just want to mention quickly that we do have a seminar coming up. And the seminar that we have coming up is going to be on, let's see. On divorce. On divorce. So Mm -hmm. on July 26th, we have a seminar for people who are actually contemplating or going through a divorce. And it's all about helping you figure out what's the best way to navigate your finances through that and how do you end up on the other side of a very traumatic event uh, with your head held high and your finances as intact as possible.
0: And Mary, I can say I've sat through, you've done this particular seminar one other time, and mm-hmm. I sat in on that, and I was thinking how much I wish I had had um, some of the tips that you gave available when I went through my divorce so many, many years <laughs> well, thank ago. Thank you. <laughs> it's very informational.
1: So come join us and um, give us a call to register, 605-217-3555, or you can sign up to register for attendance right on our website. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Have a great day.
0: Call us at 605-217-3555. The first 10 callers will receive a digital copy of Mary's new book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger.